Yeah, that's everyone. How are we doing? Um, it's Sunday, the 7th of February, 2021. Ugh, fucking hell, it's just an extension of 2020, this, isn't it? At the moment, it is, anyway. And, uh, you know, I've not recorded in a long time. I'm doing this out of sheer boredom. No one's going to listen to this, but, you know, what else is there to do on a Sunday? It's snowing outside as well, which is not bad. Like, it's bad enough walking on the streets of London at the minute. Do you know why? Because all these people have got, have just thought about, oh, you know, I'm in lockdown. I'm bored out my damn head. What could I possibly do to just pass the time that in no way uh, is going to affect my life uh, once the pandemic is, you know, comes, once the pandemic comes to an end and once we can go out to restaurants and bars and go on holidays and see family and do all that kind of carry on, what, what is the one thing I could get, yeah, that is, is certainly something uh, that, you know, it's, it's not going to be, it's, it's, it's a short term idea, you know, what could I get? And uh, the answer to a lot of people in London is to uh, get a dog. And um, these people are absolute geniuses. Absolute genius. Genius. Uh, I go out on these streets now. Never seen so much dog shit in my life. Honestly, mate. Never seen it. Like, walking down that street, I'm like fucking Torval and Dean. Dodging that dog shit. I, c- I can't deal with it anymore. And I, f- I sound like an old man moaning about it, but serious, right? I, when it's it's not just one dog shit, mate. It's it's like, mate. I'm not even talking to anyone, so I don't know what I'm on about. I've just, it used to be like one shit here, one shit. Now the streets, you're looking at five or six consecutive um, different dog shits. I imagine, unless is it if it's from the same dog, that dog's got a problem, needs to get to the vet, but. Problem is, these owners now, they see these dogs as a fashion trend, right? Some dogs are very responsible. I've got a lot of friends who've got dogs, but they had them before this pandemic and they knew what they were getting themselves into. I think there's a lot of people who have been blind, who are blind to the full responsibility of a dog and the, the upkeep and the restrictions a dog can place on you. Um, and they're not negative restrictions, but you know. When you own a dog, you you got to be fully invested in it. From what I can tell, I've never owned a dog. I've had a cockatiel though. I don't know if they're the same. Probably not. I've had finches as well. Probably not the same. But again, you know, there's a slight pet ownership there, isn't there? Um, and, and and a quail as well, actually. A quail and uh, called Queenie of all things. Anyway, that's not the point. I can't walk a quail on the streets. Well, you could. But you'd have to have like a string for a leash, or maybe some fishing line with like a little soft uh, necklace thing, so it doesn't choke. No, no, look, I'm not going to explain how to walk a quail. Just don't walk a quail. If you're going to eat them, that's fine, but just don't walk them. You can't really walk them anyway. Just give them enough space, I suppose. The problem is going back to what my original point was. Was I guarantee? At the end of all this, once all this is said and done, these poor dogs are going to be put in a shelter because, you know, 
Sharon and uh, Tina and Patrick and all these, you know, people who own these dogs and that. It's not just the three of them. There's quite a few, I reckon. They're all going to be like, oh, well, why can't I go on holiday? Oh, the dog. Who's going to look after the dog? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do this? And they'll just end up having to put them in, into animal shelters. I just guarantee around this, come this summer, there's, we're going to see a spike in dogs being given up and put back into these shelters. And I think these shelters may even struggle under the pressure about the amount of uh, dogs that are probably being brought back. The problem is, in London, certainly, a lot of people own dogs just for the fashion, just for the Instagram. Not not all of them, but a lot of them do, let's be fair. And um, they just don't, they don't, they, they buy that dog out of no, uh, re- no they, they buy these dogs, right, because they're bored. That's all it is. It's not because they love that dog, it's because that dog serves them for their own purpose and then it's going to chuck him back into the cages and stuff like that, you know. Uh, and um, I've always wanted a dog, certainly not prepared to have one at the moment, living in a one bed in Canvas, which, you know, there's enough restriction on life at the moment as it is and, you know, it's pissing it down out of there. So I'd, I, wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be keen on taking a dog... Um, out there anyway and uh, let me just check well it's actually snowing so i'd certainly not be taking a dog out there because it'd be absolutely freezing and um it's just that kind of little bit of responsibility but i just don't understand these people who don't want to pick up after the dog you know you live in this community as well as the next person just have some fucking respect lad lass you know both ways and um yeah, so that annoys me, and uh, yeah, it just does my nothing. And there's a actually, there's actually a guy around the corner here. Right? He's got this massive dog. It's huge. Like, what? How big is his house? And he's just, you know, he he has his little kid walking the dog. The dog's three times the size of the kid. And I I saw that dog take a massive shit by a tree. And he, this this chub fella, right? with his uh, Lecoq sportive cap or whatever he's wearing, uh, just smiled at the kid and then just walked off. And we, we locked eyes and he could see my displeasure in my, not displeasure, because I wouldn't get pleasure in the first. He saw my, uh, what is it I'm trying to say? My, uh, well, I'm disappointed in him. What can I say? I was just disappointed in the lad for, you know, he's going to bring up that kid to be, you know, stealing Ford Escorts, getting Aspos and all that kind of thing. So, oh, you just don't need that, do we? There's a, funny enough, um, it's a straight, the community is a bit of a strange community sometimes. There's a family around the corner with a sticker saying, young uh, soldiers on board. And it sees, you know, like the bit, that little, um, those sticker packs you see on the back of cars showing how many people are in the family. Well, this one's like young soldiers on board, right? And it's just kids with fucking M16s and M4s. Never been so terrified in my life. We've got militia in Camberwell, haven't we? What are they doing? Well, who thought that was a good idea? You know, to have that kind of sticker pack on. But 
I suppose you know, if there was ever a uh, revolution or something, I'd hope they would have our backs, these kids. They'd be the first out, do you know what I mean? They'd be the first out to clear the way, clear those all, uh, clear out the hallways, clear out the streets, you know, so we can uh, raid Tesco's and I can get my Bombay mix, stack up on a Bombay mix, do you know what I mean? Anyway, so we're going to do, you know, that, I guess there's a plus, uh, plus to every negative, you know, with local militia and that. And, um, do you know, one thing I've started to do recently, oh yeah, by the way, remember when, um, we just had to wash our hands when all this started. Do you remember when you forgot to wash your hands? Do you know how to wash your hands? Well, celebrities were teaching you how to wash your hands, weren't they? They were out there, uh, doing the videos, telling you, you thick fucks, how to wash your hands. Because I, you know, for, for 31 years, I've never known, I've not, you know, I guess what? Well, when I was conscious enough to know how to wash your hands when you were a kid, you know, from that time, let's say uh, when I was uh, two, two or three, you know, started washing your hands around then. These celebrities, they they just real, they just think you're that uh, you you've just been plugged in uh, to uh, you've not been plugged into society and how to live normally because these celebrities know how to live because they're in their big houses and they've got their nice cars and stuff and they don't they've they don't need to use the health service in the way we need to so but they're telling you how to wash your hands heavens forbid you forget to uh, know how to do that and and you got to sing a song don't you, you got to sing happy birthday. Just, just in case you're thick enough not to know how to wash your hands. Those celebrities were there at the beginning, weren't they, to look after us. So, thank you. God bless. I don't even believe in God, but we're not going to get into that. But it was just, it, you know, the virtue signaling of the last year has been astonishing. Um, did you see, um, and there's some right thickos out there. I watched a film yesterday, um, as you do. Uh, what was it called? It was, oh yeah, so it was, I'll say, what was it called? It was iconic uh, films, but it was um, the the third instalment to the Bad Boys franchise, uh, Bad Boys for Life, and it had it had an actress, uh, uh, actor, actress, uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Hudson's in. And, uh, you know, she's got this mental platform of how to talk to people. And she, um, she deleted a video uh, early on uh, around March time, where she was, um, she just didn't understand it. She didn't understand the Rona. She didn't understand what was going on. And she was like, oh, so what if people are dying? You know, it's inevitable, isn't it, really? And it's just that kind of uh, strange uh, mindset these people have because they're not connected to the reality in which most of us live in. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's just she. She just didn't understand why COVID was so bad, and why you know, because people die anyway, so just let them crack on. And actually, <laughs> that kind of view set has set into a lot of a lot of people, and which has led to uh, the mis this huge misinformation campaign. Or everyone, comp uh, everyone started comparing it to the flu. Everyone started comparing us to, you know, all these lockdowns to. Uh, Dictator, dictatorial regimes, if that's the word, and um, yeah, absolute lunatics, absolute lunatics, and I'm here for it. I fucking love it. I love just seeing all of this happen. You know, it's uh, it's when uh, it's when I don't I don't love. Let me just clarify that point. I don't love the conspiracy theories, but it's you just got to watch them 
and just watch them nosedive into into oblivion when they get absolutely slammed on Twitter. Which, by the way, I I, I cancelled Twitter. I, I cancelled my Twitter account. I suspended it. Um, well, for, well, I don't. Actually, I think I've deleted it permanently. Pretty sure I deleted it permanently. And uh, probably one of the best things I ever did. Uh, yes, I have Instagram, but I'm not as uh, heavy on Instagram these days but Instagram's quite an interesting tool and I'll tell you why uh, I'll, I'll tell you how I use it uh, later down the line because uh, I found out that people use it as a recruiting tool to find people for jobs and freelancers and stuff like that so it's actually um, there, is a, there is a good benefit to that and I didn't know that's how uh, a lot of headhunters in my industry use that tool to get certain talent certainly some more niche talent I mean they wouldn't be hiring me because uh, I've got not I've not got niche talent, you know. I, I hate my job, but we'll get onto that a bit later. Now, um, I'd actually forgotten what I was saying. Like, what was I talking? Oh yeah, no, I, I know what I was saying. I was just saying about the whole like celebrity thing, and you know, just this this virtue signaling situation and all these absolute conspiracy knots. But yeah, I love it, and I love the disconnection that these people uh, are from the the. the day-to-day uh, life of regular folks you know like remember that um i think one of the first ones was uh gal gador and uh wealthy mates singing a beatles song about um what was it imagine and then she's just uh they're all singing all, all these really out of tune lyric uh, parts to the songs these lyrics were completely out of tune and um uh, whilst they were doing it in their mansions, so you know it's um it, it it's baffling, but it's you know the the American it's just an American culture thing. I'd say it's an American culture thing because that's their their obsession with fame and uh, wanting all eyes on you, sort of thing, and all eyes on themselves. It's just uh, it's just the way they live, isn't it? Um, it's the, the, the obs- their obsession is scary. It's a scary obsession. Everyone's got to have the voice on it. Do you know what I mean? And um, it's just like, and then from from that actually, then we had the whole uh, toilet paper thing, and that was a bit weird. Um, I, pe- people were literally uh, getting to the point where they were shitting themselves. They had nothing to wipe with. Like that's what this pandemic was doing to people at the beginning. Um, and no one's really held the media to account to that, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm just talking in general. So go it anyway. Let me just let me just back up a second. So these people who own dogs, <laughs> I guarantee you, my point on that is there's a lot of people who own dogs where they don't realise true understanding of what they've done. And they're gonna either a regret it and stick with it until the end. Well, they shouldn't regret it because, you know, owning a dog is a good thing. I imagine it's good for your mental health. It's good to uh, opens that part of love that you never felt you could have before. Um, but I imagine it's a huge price to pay because what the average life of a dog I don't know between ten to fifteen years perhaps. Um, someone could verify that. But when it's to the end, you know, that partnership, that that to me would, as much as I want a dog, that to me would kill it for me. I just couldn't deal with that kind of pain, I don't think. Although I've been told I need to work on my empathy a bit uh, by Jen. And I think I've worked on my empathy recently. Um, you know, I, I've often thought about 
when I'm out cycling, that if I saw another cyclist hit by a car, which obviously I never wish it on, but I just think personally, I don't know how I'd react. I don't think I would react and feel anything towards it. And I don't know whether that's just been built up over the years of, um, <laughs> I don't, I really don't know, but I just think when I'm out sometimes, I just don't really feel anything towards other people. You know, I just, I think I would just lock up and observe this person, you know, and, and this incident. And I just wouldn't react. I mean, I'm sure I'd go over and sit, ask them if they're all right and stuff. Obviously, if they're unconscious, uh, I'd ask them if they're all right and call 999. I'm not an idiot. Um, uh, but, yeah, that was, that's always one thing I've thought about. And I've said that to myself. So like, I guarantee if there's, a, if there's an accident that happens when I'm out and about to someone, uh, I probably wouldn't react straight away. I'd probably just see what they're up to, what's happening. And maybe go over and see. And I would only go over if there was, uh, if there weren't other people there. You know, if you if you're uh, first on the scene and stuff, and you stick with it and crack on. But you know, if there's lots of people, the last thing you need is a crowd of people around that person. And I think that happens a lot in London, where um, what you've got to do. It's a couple, a few years ago actually. I got uh, um, a cyclist uh, didn't see the other cyclist stop in front of them. They hit the deck and uh, there was a crowd of people. I went over to check if that person was okay. I walked over, I didn't go. And uh, a lot of other people came over and they were all just stood there. In the end, they were all just stood there hovering around this person and she's just sat up and she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Blah, blah. And it, I just didn't know when to leave. Like, when do you leave? Do you leave after they say they're fine? Do you call the, you know, if they've, they've said they don't want you to call uh, ambulance or all that. So what you do, you've ended is just a load of you stood around and not sure what you're doing. And I I kind of like to just, I kind of just went the whole Irish goodbye thing. I just like slots off. But it was awkward because I was looking for someone else to make the move of moving on. Um, but everyone was just around. And I just thought, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to make the first move there because I ain't got time for this. And not in a bad way, but, you know, she's. it's just at the end of the day, because there's no injury, she says she's fine. She's there chatting away. Then ultimately I'm just stood uh, next, uh, observing a stranger, just have a chat. And I don't don't want to do that. I've gone past that point of, uh, you know, they don't they don't require assistance, they don't need you, but there's all these people around you. So what do you do? You just crack on, don't you? So you just got to slope. So and actually, I became the uh, the momentum for that uh, crowd to disperse because I actually thought, oh, I'm going to take lead here, and I took a step back, and everyone else just started to leave, her and she got up and left. And sometimes you just got to realise, you know, you need to uh, you need to do that kind of thing, don't you? Um, you know, cycling in general at the moment has become a lot better, but actually a lot more dangerous. And the reason for that is because because there's less traffic on the streets. Well, there is and there isn't, but ultimately, you know, past the, there is still a, a bit of a rush hour, uh, but it's just it isn't. It certainly isn't as heavy. Um, one thing you notice is uh, because there's less people on the road. 
drivers are a lot more loose in how they drive. They're a lot less cautious about looking out for the cyclist or looking out for those e-scooter riders. And I'll be honest, you know, those e-scooter riders, you've got it coming to you. You've got it coming to you, let's be honest. If you want to, you know, go on a kid's scooter, one of those e-scooter things, with no lights, no helmet, no indicators, uh, you know, these scooters, I'm going to talk about this because it, it's just one of the things that I can't stand. And I think a lot of people can't stand it, especially in the cities. Um, in fact, I was in, uh, my last holiday was in uh, one of my, holiday I went to in 2019 was in Portugal and in in Lisbon they had uh they had these uh huge scooters littered everywhere every corner there was all these scooters falling around being thrown into the street like putting like I saw a couple of uh, putting bins there was not small bins but like the big industrial big bins outside that you see outside companies and they were just chucked in there uh graffitied wheels coming off uh brake cables clipped it's really really odd and everyone's got them here in london and i, I totally see them but I, I do i see the value in them i just don't see i just don't like the people who ride them they've got some sort of arrogance about them but they own the road and the way they weave in you know as if they're uh, the lance armstrong of scooter riders like it, it's as if it's no biggie that they're going to jump off the road straight onto the pavement you know passing like doing like a slalom between all these people it, they are some of the worst people to walk this earth do you know what I mean? they are terrible terrible people <laughs> um <laughs> i'll tell you what um i started uh meditating recently i I know it's been good for you. I know it's, I know, you know, everyone tells us to do it, but there's just been ne never really, uh, I've never really found the right environment to do it. You know, sitting, it's sitting, you can sit in bed and do it. It's just not the same. So I go on my morning walks and uh, I go to this lake nearby me. And at this lake, you've got a beautiful uh well, it's just a beautiful lake. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. It's, it's got a beautiful lake and all these little benches and seats next to it, right? And uh, you can, there's a lot of... Um, it's, it's quite nice as well because a lot of uh, f people who go fishing there, it's, it's kind of like a small fishery as well for like night fishing, that kind of thing. And there's always a couple of tents propped up and you can just watch them uh, catch nothing ultimately. I've never seen anyone caught anything. Everyone who does the fishing looks immensely bored. I think... Um, I don't actually think there's a lot of fish in there. Uh, and I think uh, someone's heard something about fishing and they may have caught one fish over time and everyone else has jumped to the occasion. But I can't... I, they all just look fed up. They're just looking. They're just staring into the abyss. They've got their fishing rigs set up. It looks amazing. But they look bored. And it's freezing out. So what, you know... You just think they've got like a Nintendo Switch with them to pass the time or something. And... Uh, the last couple of times, last couple of days, Thursday, Friday, I went to the, the lake to do my morning meditation and this guy's turned up. I think he's become a bit of a regular. And uh, this guy's turned up, right? And he uh, is a runner. I assume he's a runner or a jogger. Um, and he wears the shortest running shorts one could possibly wear. I'm saying like, this guy, it's 70s porno shorts, mate. They are dirt, proper dirt. 
and uh, you know it's hard i'm not judging you know if he's comfortable in it that's fine but he loves to do stretches this guy loves to stretch i've never actually seen him run whenever i'm trying to like whenever i uh, get to the seat where i want to meditate he's there like if you're doing a warm up warm down you know he's got his beanie hat on uh, he's got his uh uh running running windbreaker on he's got this tiny polisher and then he's got these huge like football socks and stuff like that like uh it's like old school maradona kind of style actually but the shorts are a lot shorter and um he does these stretches where his ass just hangs out it's hard not to see it because it's like what what is this guy not cold he must be cold this guy must be cold because i'd be freezing and you can see other people just watching him because he stands at the edge of the lake and he like really bends down and he really does all these crazy lunges. But I've got a feeling that he wants people to see it. And I don't know, I, I don't know what his gain is here because no one's, no one's going to go up to him and chat and say, oh, you know, I like your shorts. I don't know. They might do, but I imagine they're not going to. No woman's going to do that or man's going to do that. And um, yeah, I just... It was just, it's just a fascinating, it was just a fascinating moment to see, like, this guy's, what's his goal here? Does he not realise he's got the shortest shorts in the world? It was just hard to meditate when he stood right next to you by the lake. It was weird. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Let me tell you something about this. I'm going to tell you this app I've joined. This isn't an ad, this is a criticism. It's not a criticism. It's fascinating because, um... Let me, it's not a criticism either, it's just my experience of it so far. So there's this new app that's a year old, it's called Clubhouse. Um, it's got some sort of, uh, it's basically an audio version for uh, public speakers. To, well, it's just influential people and, oh, what, how do I explain this? It is basically a social media app. In a sense that you join it and you can join uh, these different rooms, these different clubhouses or what if it's called a clubhouse, but these different rooms. And in these rooms, you just listen to the speakers who are who are who, who these these rooms are for. And it's got some fascinating people. I, uh, my friend uh, Chris, he told me about uh, a guy called Jay Shetty. I know about this Jay Shetty guy. He's a bit of a like a like a. I think he's um, like a self-help guru in a way. I don't like these words, but, you know, he, he's got a book called Think Like a Monk, which I actually bought yesterday because of listening to him. Now, obviously, that clearly that's worked, hasn't it? But I'm, I think one of the things he... So basically, you've got all these speakers. You, you, you are considered a listener. You just listen to these people have a conversation. And that is it. And they refer to uh, where the speakers are. There's like the section where the speakers are as in the stage and they'll say oh well we're going to welcome uh john to the stage he's going to talk shit for about half an hour and then we'll give it to claudia who's uh she's going to talk shit for half an hour now each uh, it, it's all based on your interest when you sign up it's like an invite only thing you download it the people who already have it will get a notification whether uh, about who's actually joined within your contacts and they can decide whether you get an invite. Now, you only get two invites you're allowed to send out per user at the moment. I, I imagine that's going to change. It's considered, this clubhouse thing, it's considered one of the fastest growing uh, 
what is it? It's one of the fastest growing social media apps. Uh, it's been one of the most notable conversations on there today. Uh, it was uh, Elon Musk talking to uh, Vlad Tenev, I think he's called. Um, Vlad Tenev is the founder of a um, trading app called Robinhood, based in its US only, um, I think. And they were based, they were going to open it up in the UK, but because of Brexit, uh, they said it was complicated and didn't bother, which is actually good because uh, those guys have completely uh, killed any ideas of them doing an IPO anytime soon because they there's been this, I'm not going to, I could go into it, but there was this whole thing about um, uh, there's been a, a David and Goliath battle in the markets recently between uh, uh, daily traders like myself and other people okay, uh, and, and the investment banks um, about uh, a couple of stock, mostly GameStop, um, about these because these people learned that uh, these big capital companies were shorting GameStop, so everyday traders were buying GameStop stock. And the more you buy, uh, the more these capital companies have to pay to cover the short the short bets because obviously the price isn't going down, the price is going up, so the cost is going up for them. Um, and you know, again, I'm not gonna. That was that was a very quick analysis of what happened um but robin hood was at the center of this because a lot of the traders everyday traders use robin hood and robin hood restricted people from buying uh the trades on gamestop um and people called this manipulation and technically it kind of was manipulation because all these investment funds uh, were able to just carry on all these big bigger uh, brokerages uh, were able to just purchase stocks at no problem. Uh, let me just correct that. It's technically, it might not. It's probably not manipulation. It's something to do with uh, the fees around the brokerage houses. Um, but you know, I think the way they uh, the the problem was is the way they handled it. It was an absolute shit show the way they handled it, which has led to thousands of people leaving the app, moving across to other apps in the US, like Fidelity, uh, for example, um, using that. Um, and that clubhouse talk with Elon Musk kind of like set the scene for uh, to give you to set the scene of like what kind of uh, uh, discussions are had on there. So there's lots of different events based on your interests. I joined yesterday and I listened to quite a few recently, and uh, some of them are okay. Some of them are absolutely baffling. Some of them are borderline racist. I don't know. Is that racist to be the exact word? But some of them are very questionable. This morning, right, I joined. I mean, the writing was on the wall. So I joined uh, an event which was titled uh, Conspiracy Theories. And obviously, you know what you're going to get in there. But Jesus Christ, I wasn't expecting half of it. Um, one guy on there was talking about how mainstream media's reporting of the Holocaust um, was the reason why so many people thought the Holocaust uh, was so bad. And he, this guy was just going on a rant. I, don't, I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe He said that um, he believed... Hitler's cause against uh, the, the, the Jewish community wasn't against the real Jewish community. 
and I just couldn't believe what I'd hear. And in fact, someone interjected, basically stopping his thoughts from going any further and just killing it right now. But he was one of the speakers on this platform, right? And uh, it just absolutely blew my mind some of the stuff he was saying. And then some of it, I've got a record, I've got another thing uh, about, um, let me just tell you about, they were trying to talk about gravity, right? Gravity, like, they were saying there's a conspiracy around gravity because they felt that gravity, right, um, is a cover-up. Gravity is a cover-up. It's a cover-up. Uh, it's because uh, science it's basically saying, you know, anything that people can't understand, it's to do with gravity. Listen, I'm going to play this. Um, so technically you're not allowed to record conversations um, on Clubhouse, but Jesus Christ, if the mods ever ask me, I am going to play this clip and tell them uh, how nuts this is all this. So maybe you can hear this. Here we go. The reason we have the fucking word gravity is simply to explain why water sticks at the bottom of a ball, right? And so um, the issue is they now take gravity and they extend, so they use that to explain shit that they can't explain using regular science. You get what I'm saying? And so just how, so um, they'll take gravity and say, well, shit, since we got gravity, now the moon can be in orbit and it can stay around the Earth because of the gravity. And now the stars can be here because of gravity. You get what I'm saying? They start they start putting it on everything. That's the gravitational pull. Right, so that's what I'm saying. It's still like a pull or a push or a pull force. So isn't that still magnet, magnetism as, um, as far as energy terms? Right, right. So, no, so remember, on Earth, with the things that we can, with the things that we can replicate, um, okay, cool. But the problem is they take the word and extend it to places that we cannot go and do not exist. And use that. They hide behind that shit as a way to create things that do not exist in real life. That's the problem with it. It's not necessarily the word, but it's what they do with it. Which is why you have which is why you can't give a fucking inch on it. You get what I'm saying? So anytime you give anytime you give somebody um, who's trying to use that shit to invent shit, anytime you give them an inch on it, they're going to take that bitch and run with it. Right? They, they'll put it in everywhere they fucking can. That's why you cannot give one fucking inch any fucking way out. That's my point. So. Absolute lunatics, aren't they? And I just couldn't get enough of it. And I was te- I was a uh, I, I was in a WhatsApp group just telling these people because I'm in like a like a tech trader WhatsApp group, and I just had to explain to people like what I was listening to. One of the other, I've got a quote. I wrote down a quote um, from someone else who said something truly amazing. Let's see what they said. They said, "If you shoot a bullet in the air, it's going to travel faster than a submarine in water, even though air is water." What the fuck does that mean? What in what the fuck does that mean? This person went on to say, um, "Sorry, I was trying to not make this a swearing thing, but I, it just blew my mind." This person was saying that air and water are the same; it's just different densities. Which you know, maybe I, I'm paraphrasing, but basically, she was saying like, "Why can't a bullet travel at the same speed in water um, as it can in air?" Because air is water. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. 
didn't know what to say. I, it blew my mind for all the wrong reasons because this app, the goal of this app is to create intelligent, thorough, detailed analysis on just on anything that you're interested in. So, for example, politics and technology and, you know, investment. Or It's basically a platform. And each room, let me just say, in that room, right, in that room that I, I was part of, there was about 300 people active in that room. 300 people at 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday listening to this these absolute lunatics talk absolute shite. Because, and also, you because you're a... a uh, an audience member, your microphone is muted, so you, but you can raise your hand to ask those questions. And funnily enough, that conspiracy event didn't what uh, disabled that that uh, disabled that button for you to raise your hand to ask that question. I had a lot of questions for him. I I wanted to ask him, you know, are they absolutely insane? Um, you know, do they were even talking about flat Earth? So I said, why, you know. Uh, you're in breach of every single guideline and view that um, the, this app's about. So again, this app is about just having very considered, detailed conversation. Uh, it's like intelligent conversation, similar to a podcast, but it's live. Now, the problem I have with this app is you're going to get bored super quick. Like these people go on, these room, these these people go on for like four or five hours, like this isn't just like a one hour listen to, this is a lot, the, all these events average around four to five hours, they just talk, 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 I listened to one uh, yesterday afternoon, um, based, with, and it, and it feet, because basically I get these notifications, and it was with uh, Malcolm Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell, loved a guy, um, he's really fascinating character, um, I'm not gonna. I don't need to explain to you who he is because I'm sure you know. Um, but, but basically, he was in that room, and it was him promoting a book. And then there was another guy in there who was also promoting a book. And the host was um, asking these questions, and it was really hard to keep up because I can't figure out if these people are trying to be smarter than they actually are because their questions were going around the fucking houses. They were so long and they didn't, I didn't, I struggled to make sense of it. And, and do you know what? Malcolm Gladwell, he struggled. He struggled because I've been in that reaction to a question like he had because I'm in Zoom calls or, sorry, MS Teams calls at the moment where I, I must. I admit, I'm not paying attention to him because they don't really involve me. I've just been told to like be there for oversight. And uh, this woman, the the host, this host, she asked this question, um, and she was like, "Oh, Mal Malcolm, can you respond to that question that I've just asked?" And he turned his mic on. He was just like, "Um, uh, yeah, that's a really interesting question." Um, Going to your previous point, i.e. He, he wanted to go to a point that he actually remembered, which was a part of a conversation which was happening an hour, half an hour after, uh, earlier, because he just you just knew this guy, A, couldn't give a fuck, didn't want to be there, just kept getting sidelined by this other author, 
no one sidelines Malcolm uh, Malcolm Gladwell. I was there for Malcolm Gladwell. I wasn't there for this other guy, but he got sidelined anyway. Um, he was he, he was like a rabbit in the headlights trying to respond, and you could tell he was trying to grasp on getting a response from him because there was you know when you try and like uh, ask a question, there's an awkward silence on 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 the conference call, and you just pray that someone else picks up or distracts. And Malcolm was, you could tell he was just saying, come on, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else pick up. And someone else picked up, didn't know what they were doing. It, honestly, it was like they were trying to solve the Rubik's Cube of this question and no one could get this answer. And they were just passing it around for ages to the point where one of the hosts uh, intervened and said, oh, guys, you know, I've got another call now. I've got another event for a charity or something. I need to go. And he was like a main speaker for this room. It was crazy. And each room hosts up to 5,000 listeners. So you're you're basically at this virtual event for your like 5,000 people listening to these people, not like just kind of like trying to figure out these questions and trying to figure out this structure. Um, I, uh, I got invited, I got, uh, involved in not involved sorry i listened to this uh other podcast with a guy called joe budden now for those of you who don't know who joe budden is that's fine not many people do uh unless well i mean some people do but basically you know he did that song pump it up back in uh, the early 2000s um with his band uh, slaughterhouse um and he, he's retired apparently from that but he's got a very popular podcast um, called the Joe Budden podcast he's referred to as the Howard Stern of hip hop because of his podcast I listened to a really interesting pop- podcast um, between him um, and uh, what was he called he did an album called the Daytona oh yeah Pusha T that was it and he did a he did an interview with uh, Joe Budden did an interview a few a, couple of years ago now with uh, Pusha T who did an album called Daytona. Uh, Daytona is an album released by uh, Good Records by Kanye West. It's a beautiful album. I've said before that it's probably one of the best albums of the decade and it's not even got a load of tracks on it. It's just very detailed in its uh, analysis and uh, its lyrics and um, that album itself uh, caused a lot of controversy between Pusha T and um, Drake, because on one of the tracks, um, I think it's infrared, I may be completely wrong, but basically on one of the tracks, uh, Pusha T outs Drake by, uh, by saying, um, by basically telling every, telling the world that Drake has been uh, secretly fathering a child or he had a child with uh, like an ex-dancer or uh, I'm not sure how they met. I think she was a choreographer or something, or maybe something else like that. But um, again, I might be, I'll probably be completely wrong because it's not really my, it's not a big thing I'm into, like trying to understand all that controversy and that kind of thing. But he did that uh, interview and put Pusha T, he's a very clever character. He's not an idiot. He's, he's, he's genuine, one of the rappers where, or hip hop, yeah, hip hop rapper or American rapper, whatever. Uh, sorry, American rapper is if that's a form of uh, music. He's a rapper, right? Let's just stick with that. Um, and he's uh, he, he's basically trying to 
he was on the Joe Budden podcast uh, just explaining the beef between him and Drake. And it's very interesting. It was a good listen. Anyway, Joe Budden started this room. And it was just him talking to his mates about their life. And so ultimately, it just feels weird. And Joe Budden was asking his mates, oh, you know, um, did you know, did you just break up with your girlfriend and, you know, what happened there? Tell us tell us what happened and what's going on. And I just listened, baffled as to why I was even listening to these people who I didn't know, like these fucking NPCs, American NPCs, man. They were just going off on one. Um, and I just had to leave immediately. And then I joined another group on that, on this clubhouse, which was about... Uh, I was just curious, what was it? it was called uh, rom- Romantic Dating with Multiple People or something like that. And I joined in and it was a group of these people. I lasted about, uh, I think I lasted about five minutes before I had to leave that room because it was just nuts. And I'll, say, I'll tell you why, because when I got onto that, when I got into that room and listened to the people on the stage, uh, there was this woman saying to one of the guys, two of these guys she was saying Daniel I would pick you because I would pick you for an orgy because you have experience in orgies and uh, Eric I would pick you uh, for a threesome because uh, you know we've hooked up before and you know your way around women and men and so you know we can kind of mix it up a bit I was absolutely stunned like it was about 1500 people in this room listening to these fucking weird motherfuckers talking about who they're gonna bang they're gonna like all these people on stage like telling they're gonna bang each other what what is that all about i mean these this platform it's completely going off the rails quicker than it is you know out the gate like it's just whatever its objective was the the this this shit is going like challenger it's, it's it's taken off, but it's going to explode, and all, for all the wrong reasons, um, because the the moderate the idea is is to like it's it's kind of like a, a platform for free speech. Ironic, because um, you know there was an app in America called Parler, Parler, I don't know, which got banned because of its free speech platform, and now these this has been pushed into a more intellectual way, and there's people talking about some weird shit. I mean, I'm not saying that is. I'm, I'm actually referencing that conspiracy uh, group. Like this, or, this romantic orgy event thing was just weird. That's fine. Carry on talking, but do you really need? Do 1,500 people really need to know what uh, uh, Chantel's gonna? Who's Chantel's gonna sleep with? I don't know. But that that going back to that previous one where it was really pushing some weird conspiracy theories. That shit is going to bring that app down because all it takes is a, sm- a journalist to figure it out, take a listen, fig- find out what they're talking to, and just go, "Whoa, I need to write about this." Get it, you know, get all these, get the new media in on this, and just, uh, you know, just basically say what Clubhouse is turning into, which is weird. But you know, like I said, not all of the r- events that I've been to have been bad. Um, I went, like I said, uh, Jay Shetty. I got introduced to. I didn't really know much about Jay Shetty. I listened. I, I decided to join this group with him in it, and it was very interesting. Um, I found some of the points that he was making. I think it, I don't think it was him. I think it was the host. I think they were saying that there's a lot of 
noise in the world where people are having to compare themselves to others. And it's and I was like, okay, that's a very valid point. 100% agree with that. You know, there's so much noise out there, especially with this pandemic. People are trying to not waste their time. They want to say, okay, during this pandemic, I want to become something. I want to pivot. I want to have a business. I want to do this. And I'm I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I was like, from this pandemic, you know, what, how can I grow? How can I, you know, this is my time to achieve something. But then there was a contradiction. The, 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 the thing that contradicted that whole topic was the way they were introducing each speaker. Because they were saying, you know, don't feel about feel bad about other people's achievements, right? But then they were saying, oh, okay, well, this is Jay Shetty. Uh, uh, he's a Buddhist uh, life coach. He's got uh, millions of people on Instagram. He's got billions of views. He's got he's a best selling author, and uh, you know that to me was that same message saying, oh, well, what are you compared to this guy? Do you know what I mean? It was they they tried to exercise that point but they were missing that point at the same time. But there was there were some really interesting points. And then I, I listened to that for about an hour and then left because they just go they just go off on absolute rants. Similar to this. This is so imagine what this is is kind of what what I what I'm you know what this uh, recording is now is exactly what that uh, club these clubhouse talks end up in becoming because people haven't a clue. Uh, about what they what people have a clue after a time because they, they they lose interest they lose track of what the conversation is, and it becomes absolutely ridiculous. Um, I joined a uh, another room, which was about um, for entrepreneurs, and uh, in this entrepreneur entrepreneur room, sorry, it had uh, someone who was a personal trainer, someone who was who dubbed themselves the king of dropshipping. Uh, someone else was saying uh, they're the queen of Amazon and all that carry on. And I was just listening to that. And they made some interesting points. And this, they had a question from the audience, this uh, uh, woman from America, who was saying like, oh, hey, I've got a question. You know, I've had this idea from 2017, but I just don't know how to get it off the ground. Um, you know, any advice, any anything to help would be great. And when 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 people ask that question, what's funny about all these things is the real life just keeps on happening in the background, and it's you could hear this woman's young daughter screaming at the top of her lungs for her mum to do something, and she was like, "Oh, sorry, that's my daughter," you know, you know, what she's however old, and uh, they she she muted her mic again to let the speakers respond to give her advice and they just didn't really take into account what what just that little snippet of the uh from the question basically they just turned to her and said look you're time rich and you're money poor you need to do me you need to go away now and start building your company because you know you've had four years to do it You've not done it, and yet here you are with all this time on your hands, and you should now just go away and make what's called an impact statement. Um, and I listened to that, and I was like, "What an impact statement? Why the fuck do I need to make an impact statement? What you know?" And they're like, "Well, you know, they're trying to explain." 
the significance of this impact statement. And there is, you know, what an impact statement is, is basically, it's, it just explains, you know, basically what your company is about and what its goal is. And, you know, it helps, it helps when they're like researching the company, basically. Um, it's to give people, it's basically to, it's like a little, uh, a single piece of paper with just trying to tell you what the business is, trying to convince uh, the people to buy into your idea, right? Um, and so, you know, the, I listened to that and I just said, well, and I wanted to just raise my hand and just call them out. But, you know, that isn't the point of this. But it, th this kind of advice that is being given to these people from these uh, entrepreneurs, as you will, is just so top level and actually lacks any self-awareness because if you'd heard that woman ask that question and you had heard that child in the background you will know that that woman is not time rich she isn't she's uh i don't know what the situation of the pandemic is in america but i imagine it's fucking 10 it, it clearly sounds like it's 10 times worse than the uk yeah so you know, people in the UK who who have young children are struggling to manage their job, teach their kids, uh, and just be you know having to stimulate their child's uh, learning and growth whilst they're trying to maintain a job and income to support their family. So, where on God's green earth? Again, I don't know why I say God, I don't care for this guy or woman. We don't know. Um, why on God's green earth would uh, you think this person is time rich? How about you just say to him, look, you know, maybe put half an hour in if you can afford half an hour, 15 minutes, you know, get some ideas. Or you can do like uh, the tomato timer technique. You could put 25 minutes on, on that timer and get some ideas down, you know, little, you know, chisel away. You don't have to do big, uh, big jumps straight away, you know, just, you know, work on it in the time that you have based on the reality that you have to live in based on the responsibilities that you have like these these people giving this young woman advice were again trying to be helpful but completely missing the point and i think that's the problem with um clubhouse because there's all these people who do not you can't really validate their backgrounds you can read their profile and they'll say like uh, top selling author or you know 100% like uh, uh, owns over 100 uh, houses uh, helps you like I read all these different profiles and I'm like this and this person said she's a, a, a fitness instructor so then uh, she was telling this woman you know you need to be confident in what you're selling so you need to go out there uh, with the time with all this time you have and just convert and get selling and you know work on your business plan a bit more and I'm pretty sure that this woman who said she had this idea from 2017, right, um, has, has tried that and perhaps it's not working. And um, they were just saying to her, so look, stop wasting any more time, go out and do it. But isn't the point of her being at this on this call, right, um, her, the first step to her working towards a business, like listening to these so-called entrepreneurs doing their thing? Isn't that, isn't that the whole point of it? Anyway. I think um, that was just one topic I, I just wanted to get off my chest, I suppose. It's just, um, yeah.
it's just the nuts app. It's 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 got it. It's got some. It's got some legs on it. I'll be uh, to be sure. To be fair, but you know they've they've um, evaluated this company at something like two billion or something already, and uh, I don't know where these valuations um, come from. But I think yeah, it's got it's got a one billion dollar valuation. It's got three million people uh, who so-called use this uh, use the app. Um, it is interesting, but I just think uh, because of boredom and because of where we are at the moment, I think people have got a, people who, who people do have time to just uh, listen to people talking. But once everything starts to pick up, these apps are going to. I wonder if these apps are going to tail off because less and less people are using them and just saying like they'll try to say to them, "Okay, right, enough's enough. I've done all this. I've been in front of my computer." Or, been on all these apps i just need to go outside and just you know be amongst people instead of voice apps and twitter and instagram all that kind of thing um yeah nuts but you know i wish you all wish them all the best with it um i've just realized i've just been ranting for an hour now so i think i'm just gonna call it in it and just to clarify on this, this this is just something you just put on in the background. Please, you do not need to pay attention to any of what I've just said. It is just me talking. And like I said, it, most of it probably doesn't make sense. So um, if you take it to value, that's on you. If you take, take something away from it, then I'm very surprised if you do. But I wish you... Uh, a lovely day and uh, do you know what life is what it is right now do what you can do what makes you happy there is zero stress you know go at your own pace it's all about you you know you've got your problems you know everyone's got their problems but I you know this is about you listen to yourself first put yourself first you know because you are important you know, you matter, and um, regardless of what people think, you are imp you are uh, you are just as important as the next person. Your troubles are just as valid as someone else's troubles. You know, they. I understand that. You know, people say you know everyone's in this together. Absolutely untrue. Um, when I've had issues, I when I was out of work for seven months in COVID and stuff like that, I would try and talk to people about it and they would always just say yeah but there's loads of people like that and uh and i totally understand what they were trying to say but it doesn't help me i'm just trying to talk to you about you know this is a conversation between me and you i don't care but it's not a conversation about uh how me how me and the rest of the world are feeling i know obviously um we there's a lot of people are uh riding a similar a similar wave here but you know, I just just listen to that person and their issues because, yes, everyone's got them, but they come to you to they want to invest uh, in your ear, in your time to listen to them, and actually that's quite a unique uh, thing. That person has looked to you to listen to, and you know, not often people get put in that kind of position. It's actually 
you know, I, when people come to me and want to talk to me about their issues, I'm there for them. If you've got, if you want to talk, just give us a shout. Let's talk. You know, I, I've got nothing. I've not, not, I've not got a lot going on ever. Uh, I'm doing this. I mean, I've spent an hour talking shit. So what else have I got to do? So hit us up. Let's have a chat. Um, anyway, well, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, it is what it is. Sky won't fall tomorrow. Get through the best you can. Stay safe. Um, you know, I'd like to tell you to remain positive, but you, every, everyone's human. You're going to have good days and bad days. Just keep pushing through. And uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. Take it easy. Bye.